Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now, in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please take my fit quiz to receive your results on what type of workout plan you are most likely to commit to. The link is in the show notes. Also, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend who may find value from the information in this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. It means so much. Thank you. As a quick disclaimer, the information in this episode is for informational purposes only. No material in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions regarding your knee pain, please speak with your primary care doctor. Do not delay seeking medical advice because of the information you've received in this episode. Today we're going to be talking about anterior knee pain, specifically patellofemoral pain syndrome, the risk factors, the prevalence, how to treat it, and what to expect. The patellofemoral joint is where your patella or your kneecap and your femur or your thigh bone join together. At this junction, inflammation and potentially softening of cartilage may develop as a result of poor patellar tracking. This is when your kneecap rides on the outside of your thigh bone, causing excessive stress at the patellofemoral joint. With patellofemoral pain syndrome, you may experience symptoms of pain at the front of your knee exactly at the location of your kneecap, and catching of your knee can also occur. Patellofemoral pain syndrome is diagnosed when you are experiencing pain with either stairs, squatting, lunging, getting in and out of the car, or getting up and out of the couch after binging your favorite reality TV show. Patellofemoral pain syndrome can occur across the lifespan starting when you're a young kid. 25% of patients with knee pain without any injury or trauma associated are diagnosed with patellofemoral pain syndrome. It's more common in physically active females. And the onset of symptoms can occur quickly within the last 10 days or... Symptoms may slowly happen over a long period of time. Generally, it can last a long time. We're talking over a year, and predictors of poor outcomes are when patients take a longer time to seek medical attention and intervention by a physical therapist. So if you are experiencing anterior knee pain, make sure to schedule a visit with your orthopedist so you can receive the proper diagnosis and treatment. Patients will ask me whether patellofemoral pain syndrome puts them at risk for developing patellofemoral osteoarthritis, but there's really not enough evidence to suggest that that's true. There's limited research to support this. 
there are several risk factors for developing patellofemoral pain syndrome that you want to look out for, especially if you are a female and you like to participate in rec sports, high impact activities, and repetitive squatting and lunging exercises. Risk factors include general overuse, as just mentioned, repetitive squatting, lunging, high impact activities, and other risk factors include muscle weakness. We're specifically talking about gluteal weakness and quadriceps weakness. Movement coordination impairments also contribute to increased risk for patellofemoral pain syndrome, which just means that when you are performing stairs and squats and lunges, the knee is caving in towards the opposite leg, creating excessive stress on the patellofemoral joint where the patella meets the femur. Additional risk factors include excessive foot mobility. So if you are standing barefoot and you notice that the arch on the inside of your foot is non-existent, it's touching the ground, you have very flat feet, then you most likely have excessive foot pronation. And it's very common. Many people have flat feet. Lastly, is poor flexibility is also a risk factor. Lacking flexibility in your hamstrings, quads, calf muscles, and ligaments connecting the patella to the femur will all put you at risk for developing patellofemoral pain. So if you have been diagnosed with patellofemoral pain syndrome or you have a history of these symptoms and you're motivated to prevent these symptoms from occurring a second time, the highest quality research studies recommend the following interventions. These include hip strengthening and maybe hip strengthening only, especially in the beginning of your recovery if your pain is severe enough and you're un unable to tolerate knee strengthening exercises. Other interventions include knee strengthening, so squats, step-ups, lunges, or unweighted knee strengthening like the seated leg press machine. You can also manage your symptoms with the use of over-the-counter foot orthotics to limit your foot from excessively pronating, providing you with a little bit of an arch. This is especially helpful within the first six weeks of your recovery. And it's not any more beneficial to buy custom foot orthotics versus over-the-counter foot orthotics. There is a wealth of high-level evidence to support that over-the-counter orthotics are just as superior as custom foot orthotics and in the effort specifically to limit excessive foot pronation. Now, there are some gaps in the research. Not all people with patellofemoral pain syndrome will respond to the same intervention. There's not a one-size-fits-all treatment approach when it comes to anterior knee pain. So this is why it's very important that you seek medical advice as soon as possible. Schedule a visit with your physical therapist so that they can prescribe you with a treatment program as it is specifically relates to you and to your lifestyle. Please seek medical attention for your anterior knee pain or your child's anterior knee pain because there are many other differential diagnoses for anterior knee pain, including patellar tendinopathy, patellar subluxation or dislocation, Osgood-Schlatter's disease, and Sinding-Larsen-Johansson disease. To summarize my recommendations, please see an orthopedist to establish a proper diagnosis for your knee pain. Seek treatment by a physical therapist who will provide you with a plan of care specific to you and your lifestyle, including one, quad strengthening, two, hip and core strengthening, 
three, activity modification in the early phase of healing, and four, over-the-counter foot orthotics if you have flat-footed posture. I recommend the super feet orthotics you can find on Amazon. They come in men and women's sizes with various levels of support that are color-coded. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast. Just click the plus button at the top of the Exercise Proper Podcast show page on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review when you scroll to the bottom. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time, guys.